Thank you for tuning in. This is our podcast, Healthy Families First, and I'm your podcast host, Dr. Raquel Lea. You can visit our blogger, texashealthyfamiliesfirst.blogspot.com or stop through our website at learn-edu.org for resources, tips, legislation changes and updates, sponsorship, and membership. We are listeners supported by members like you, and we've heard your requests. So, we have four advocacy goals. America's future legislative processes in family court, generational kinship and communication between parents and child, economic and educational freedom, and effective justice for parents. Thank you for tuning in. Now, let's get started. Thank you for tuning in. I am Dr. Raquel Leah, your host, and you're listening to Healthy Families First. Uh, we're sponsored today by the Cognitive Institute of Dallas, where our goal is to help parent-child relationships that have a communication split. I am just really going to get to the point today <laughs> because I am not typically as agitated. However, you, you know, professionally speaking, you get to an age where you kind of control how your day is going to go, what you don't want in, you make sure it doesn't get in. If you're having an exceptionally poor day before you pull out of the driveway, <laughs> you stay away from people you know that are going to add to how your bad day might go. And I try not to listen to the news late at night. However, couldn't sleep. To my chagrin, I turned it on. <laughs> Big mistake. And... I am pre-recording this early in the morning because of that level of agitation that I have. I am really agitated with how children are being treated in this country. And so that's the point of Healthy Families First. We are on, we are listener supported and you can connect as a listener. <clears throat> to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Healthy Families First. And on that page, listeners engage. We, we're moving everyone by the end of the year from where they support us to Patreon. That takes, that takes a little time. And we have some coders that'll kind of get that started. But if you're a new listener, you can join patreon.com. Those that have already been supporting the Cognitive Institute of Dallas, we're asking them to start supporting healthy families first, those that want to contribute there as well. And so they have other means of how they give. That being said, we have a community there that we support through reddit.com and the community just blows up with parents having different issues. And we kind of chime in and we support those families and and we'll make comments on on um what's encouraging and people at from time to time will support Camille and and Camille sometimes will reach out and make phone calls and and then and then get back to people that's great 
And what has been the awful heartbreak of working with family members that have had some kind of communication split or some kind of imbalance that they're facing with access with their children. I have just been thoroughly shook up at what our government will go through and do to prove a point. And most of the the, the time, the point is overwrought. The point is not valid. And because you are whom you are, I am troubled and bugged (laughs) by what the government has access to do. Our federal government loses our children in the Department of Family Protective Services with no oversight. Our, Our legislators will get it wrong and parents will suffer behind poor legislation that's earmarked by corporations. For example, and and I'm going to give an example um, about earmarks and how we are at risk because of some decisions that our legislators make. So in 2012, the National Institute of Health wrote an article that that said that there's exposure to BPA and that BPA caused brain behavior and um, prostate um, gland of the fetus and in infants and children. And additional research suggested that there was a link between high blood pressure and BPA. Well, people say, okay, is BPA harmful to humans? I just told you that it was. <laughs> That's what I just told you. <laughs> but because the National Institute of Health lost funding and got a lot of blowback, they kind of rolled it back a little bit and redid some research and came out in, I think it was March, but but I have to Google it when I, I, I do research before I do the show. In 2017, the Mayo Clinic kind of backed it up with their research and, and kind of chimed in um, as some second supporters to what the, the National Institute of Health had set, stated. And they said that they found exposure to BPA in children and that that exposure included um, fertility problems, male impotence. They mentioned heart disease and other conditions. So the current levels of BPA, the current levels of BPA, according to the Mayo Clinic, are not, are not, how do I say this word, are not unsafe for humans. However, just because something is unsafe is not unsafe, <clears throat> meaning that there's no potential for harm, does not mean that I want to give it to my child. And you, as a community, 
need to know that high levels of BPA could harm your children. If you know that there's a probability that your child could die from paint, then you make sure your child doesn't eat paint. They don't go over to the wall, eat paint. And then you say, oh, well, you know, they can eat paint. If it, if it kills them, it kills them. But that's just such a low level. No, if you see your child scraping paint and eating it, common parents, <laughs> normal parents, react by running to the child saying, no, 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 don't do that. Mommy said no. And you teach the child that eating pain is wrong. And if you have a lead-based home, we know the best thing that, that you have to do is look toward moving. You may not be in a financial setting to have to move today, but you know that you need to get the schmimmins out of there. <laughs> you do know this. However, so what the NIH was saying in 2012, when they produced their research, was like, look, this stuff is dangerous. Keep it away from your children. Keep it away from you. It causes impotence. It, it will hurt the fetus. It causes infertility. And it will kill a woman carrying a fetus. So that they got a lot of pushback from legislation. And, and, and so the Mayo Clinic popped up and said, all right, we'll, we'll do some testing. They came out with articles in 2017 and said, yes, this stuff is dangerous. Yes, NIH got it right. However, even though it's dangerous, if we use it just in low levels, it's not unsafe for humans. Not that it's safe. <laughs> you, you understand how I'm using the word. They're not saying it's safe. They're just saying it's not unsafe for humans. And so what I say to you is, if there's BPA, which laces plastic bottles, don't use it. Don't inhale it. Do not, do not drink from plastic bottles. Do not feed your children um, from baby bottles that's laced with BPA. So the government stepped up again and said, well, you know, because... You're getting in such a tiffy, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take BPA out of bottles for children. And so there is at a higher cost to you a bottle or bottles that you can buy, brands that you can buy, that's not laced with BPA. But P BPA commonly still laced, lay, is laced within our canned goods. BPA commonly is still laced within other other things that we use, such as drinking bottles. BPA is even laced in some bottles that women use, you know, you know the bottles that you continue to fill from exercise group and, and you want to go out and get a bottle while you're walking. Those are still laced with BPA. How did this get passed? Our legislators should have said, Hey, you know what? Lead is dangerous. <laughs> we're not going to use it in paint and we're not going to use lead anymore when we build homes. We're not going to use lead anymore when we paint our cars. They didn't do that. Citizens had to push back. And here we are now with BPA that in the last 15 or 20 years, citizens had to push back. Why were our legislators still pushing forward with a product that caused some level of harm to children, fetuses. 
and to just humankind altogether. And so I'll wrap this story up because we have to take our first break. But in 2012, even though that article got a lot of pushback from the NIH and their findings, the Food and Drug Administration banned EPA and baby bottles for children under the age of 12. And so in 2017, they tightened the ban. And the Natural Resources Defense Council called the move very inadequate, saying that BPA from all food packaging needed to be done away with. There's no reason to use BPA. We can use something else. Why are our legislators pushing BPA? So here, here's, here's my offer to you. My offer to you is that you begin to understand that there's a certain level of legislation, whether you want to or not, that is connecting to your parent parenting and how you handle yourself in the privacy of your home. If the example <laughs> that I've shown you does not cause you concern at, at how you choose to parent, how you choose to make decisions for goodness and quality of living in the privacy of your home, I don't know what is. This is something that we have to deal with, that legislators and legislation and FDA and um, other agencies don't typically have the same ideologies and practices that we choose to institute in our own home. Now, where it comes in caring for your children, I'm going to tell you to go to our show page at bbsradio.com. Scroll down, look at some of our books to the left, choose some of those books. It'll open up the portal for Amazon and start looking at how you, the resources that we have available to show you how implementing certain strategies at home can leave you unprotected and penalized where legislation is concerned to no fault of your own. Some of it, some of it is the fault of the parents. Some dangerous parents don't need their children at all. And more commonly than not, 89 to 93% of parents are okay, but get caught in this sweeping legislation and now become victims. Stay tuned. We need to pay some bills. Come back and have this conversation. Let's take a quick break. Become a patron-level corporate sponsor. Tech taught by the Cog of Dallas and Technology, a private U.S. for-profit company founded in 1992 that specializes in information security, cybersecurity training, and selling certificates. Topics available for training include cyber and network defenses, penetration testing, incident response, digital forensic, and audit. The information security courses are developed through a consensus process involving administrators, security managers, and information security professionals. Visit their website today.
Healthy Families First broadcast remains a free service for listeners, authors, and guests, in large part thanks to your generosity and financial support. Every time you donate to our membership platform and join our community, you benefit with engagement, tips, resources, and professional guides. With your generosity of $3, $28, $150, or even $500 a month, you have the comfort of set it and forget it approach. Visit our page. Visit patreon.com forward slash healthy families first and become a patron. And thank you for tuning in. We're back. So we're looking at legislation and how legislation impacts parenting. I'm going to get back into conversation that um, talks about the last episode where we looked at Ohio state law and how the Department of Family Protective Services are not doing justice for our children. And understand that we have a staff. <laughs> it's a very small staff. It's a staff of two. Plus I'm a CISO. I'm a cybersecurity expert where I have a whole other job <laughs> and we haven't actually began, begun to wrangle volunteers together just because we need to be, we need to more define what we want our volunteers to do. When we start to rally volunteers together, we'll go to volunteermatch.org. We have worked with them a lot to find volunteers and volunteers stay with us for years. Of course, we have our own volunteers that we commonly use. Here's the point. Things for the next, I don't know, two months until the end of the summer when the board and, and I meet for Healthy Families First, we're going to start, we're going to have a lot of things moving around. And where you may go for resources at one place may move to another place, but you're going to have to stick with us. If you're agitated with some of the disorganization, the best thing you can do is contact Camille and say, hey, I want to volunteer. <laughs> That's the best thing you can do. We have um, a need for people that are used to working with startups. You know how startups go. It's a grassroots effort. What we can get funded is what we choose to promote. Why? Because we can't fund everything and people have to eat. So. Right now, you'll go to texashealthyfamilies.blogspot.com for all the resources. That's where we're going to post it. I think I haven't posted there. Let me, let me scroll down. The last time I posted there, we were doing another series on Podbean in 2015. And I think we may have had a couple of thousand listeners and life got so it's not that people were not giving people were giving let me tell you that they were giving we just had to structure a lot better and and so now here it is 2019 and we're making a stronger effort to do that so when you see that some of your favorite shows disappear it's because of funding it's not necessarily because of disorganization is because we need for people to commit and that's why we have the patreon.com page slash healthy families first. 
because we need to be listener supported and have a fixed level every month. We did a show in 2012 that we did for two years. Then we came back in 2015, 2016, 2017. And so now we're back in 2019, but this takes funding and it's going to take you. So if we post for the show, it's going to be at texashealthyfamilies.blogspot.com. We also post in breakinggenerationalcurses.blogspot.com, but we'll get into that a little bit more later. And we are just trying to bring you information so that to it's very difficult when people have a, a child parent split. This is a crazy age to live in. This is a crazy time. Not only is our administration disheveled, our administration is disheveled. And I will say in a heartbeat that I am apolitical. I am going to support the candidates that push legislation that support healthy families. I will, I will vote progressive, moderate, conservative, whatever the green party, whatever the dynamic suits me and, and my spouse. I am apolitical. I do not promote this person or that person. That being said, this administration is very disheveled and I don't want parents to lose hope at the lack of coordination. The bureaucracy is high. The coordination is low. And so I would like to normalize some of the things that's going on so that you, if you have a parent-child communication split and you feel like legislators and the courts are not hearing you, I want you to know that experts are looking at, if we get back to BPA and its exposure, just, just for one more minute, hang in there with me, guys. Experts are saying that BPA leads to obesity, diabetes, ADHD, and others. And you say, well, okay, well, who are these legislators, Dr. Raquel? I mean, who are these people? There's a whole band in countries like the UK against BPA. I want you to know that our legislators fail us. Administrators fail us. BPA has also been leads back to cancer. Yet you go into any Kroger, Albertsons, you go into these places, and I'll tell you what, they are using BPA today. They use BPA today. How do you how do you overcome a lot of that stuff? How do you I will put some resources on our page. I don't have time to go into it, but I will say that you may want to go to the Environmental Defense Fund, the EDF page. Go to our page and I'll put some links there. Healthy Families First. No, no. See, I said it wrong even. <laughs> it's texashealthyfamilies.blogspot.com. And I'll put a link there so that you can kind of, kind of now read on regarding BPA. And I'm not an, I don't advocate for different chemical funds and I don't advocate and and tell my supporters and, and kind of get into uh, the dismantle of chemical safety and, and all of these other agencies as watchdogs. Here's the point of, of why we bring you these different resources, because when you have court or when you are the most common reason why people don't have access to their children is some kind of divorce or some kind of drug addiction, or you have been found guilty of, of 
malnutrition or or something with your children that has is really because you didn't couldn't afford it and so your children were taken away because you don't have running water because your children were taken away because you don't have a job so you can't provide housing once you get a job in housing you think that that would would resolve the issue and now your children would be returned that does not that doesn't mean you're going to get your children back that doesn't mean that that foster care won't then they that the department won't say, oh, we love that foster family. We think we think your children will just be better over there because we just don't like you personally. Even though you followed the law, did everything we told you, we don't like you personally. When you come in here, you seem sweaty. Well, that's because I take the bus. Well, you're still sweaty. So we don't want to give you back your kids. It could be any drop of the hat. What I'm trying to show you when we talk about BPA is that the government oftentimes don't have your best interest in mind. And so we use BPA and chemical safety today to show you that as we introduce immigration and children. So before I even get into immigration and children, let's go back because the last episode we were looking at Ohio child safety. And one of the things you will understand (laughs) about me is that I will forget that we need to eat and I want our, our corporate sponsors. I typically, you know, forget to run their commercials and their ads. And sometimes my producer gets a little tiffy about it. <laughs> so to stop me from being interrupted, let's go ahead. Let's take 35 seconds, short break, and we will wrap up part one of Ohio child law. To hear more Healthy Family First programming, go to bbsradio.com forward slash Healthy Families First. Healthy Families First magazine offers advertising package deals that include print, online banners, and radio show ads. We have experience working with custom ads to make readers stop and read the words by providing potential clients with an ad design, one that excels with media design and audience coverage. Contact Healthy Families First magazine by visiting our show page, bbsradio.com forward slash Healthy Families First. And we're back. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
For those of you that don't know, I am your host, Dr. Raquel Leah, and you're listening to Healthy Families First. And we are sponsored by the BGC series. You can go to CID, C-I-D, fund, F-U-N-D dot O-R-G. That's SIDFUND.org and see the resources and books and publications that we have to help you in your recovery of parenting. So we're really having a conversation about from giving you a case study regarding BPA and the, the, just the, the tough decisions to keep American children safe. For some reason, this is a, this is a tough decision. For some reason, we're having conversations about fetuses in our government right now. There's a huge abortion bill that just got passed in, um, is it Alabama, Georgia? I try not to keep up with too much because it'll make you mad. And some other states are, are, are doing some outrageous things with, um, abortion laws because they can, they are concerned about fetuses. And because they're concerned about, about fetuses, BPA is a chemical product that still will harm and kill a fetus that our government continues to produce and use in this country. Let's worry about BPA and stop telling women what we have to do with our bodies. I am upset straight across the board with our our legislative legislative mandates and decisions today straight across the board there were some things that happened in the Obama administration I was just as infuriated about there were some things in the Clinton administration that I mean I can remember my parents having discussions about the um, Reagan administration and my grandparents I remember those discussions I remember the discussions with the Bush administrations so I again am not pushing um, one political side varies another. I am apolitical. What I am saying is that when you have the Department of Family Protective Services in your life, when you have to enter into court, when there's a question about your parental safety, I don't want you to feel as though you are an anomaly. What happens is that if people feel like they're being bantered or that they're being publicly shamed, they go inward. They go inward instead of outward and get the resources and help. Family court can go on for two and a half years. That's a long time to go without resources and advocation for your behalf. Ohio. So in Ohio, there's a law that says when it comes to child custody rights, an unmarried mother who gives birth to a child is automatically the sole residential parent and legal custodian of the child until a court makes a formal court order stating something else. So this, this gives, (laughs) it's really weird. I don't live in Ohio. I live in another state. I think that's a very weird law, but I wanted to look at Ohio to show you how sometimes Things can get really outrageous. I have brothers. I have brothers that have children out of wedlock. And I don't want to believe that my brothers don't have immediate rights to a woman because because they decide not to marry the woman. 
I would like to believe that if my brothers, my sons, I won't say my father, he's too old to have children, and it better not be some hoochie mama in the background he's messing around with cheating on my mom. <laughs> but you understand, these are gender rights. I'd hate to see that a male in my family, or that's a close relation to mine, lives in Ohio and finds out that just to see his infant child, he needs to go and get a formal court order. Here's why that's problematic. Now you have the Department of Services in your life just because you brought a child into the world. Just because. When you, when you go to a judge and say, hey, I want access to my child. That female may not want you to have access to the child. So now if she makes any sort of allegation, any sort, well, he, I think he does drugs. Well, I don't know if the child is his. Well, I don't want him to have access because his, his mother smokes. Well, he doesn't have a safe place. Well, you know, the last time we talked on the phone, he called me a B. So I feel, I feel as though my safety could be at risk. Well, he's not paying child support. Well, you run you know, my family thinks that he shouldn't have access. Well, my family is here to speak on my behalf today. There are a myriad of allegations that go on. The judge is now bound by an ethical code that every allegation that a person makes must be investigated. So now, because you now have a newborn through no fault of your own gentleman, you now have the Department of Family Protective Services or Family Services or Family Courts in your life. These are mother's rights versus father's rights. And what I'm saying is there should not be a versus. There should be equal rights. Why should there be equal rights? Because I said so. (laughs) And this is healthy families first. That's not why it has to be equal rights. I do not believe that just because someone makes an accusation, you should be investigated. But here you are with a newborn. Now you're in family court. You will have court orders in your life for the rest of your life and for the rest of that child's life, running in and out of court, in and out of court. This is not how to have a healthy family. I understand that people get angry, understand that people are upset with each other, that sometimes you can't work it out. Sometimes court orders are necessary. But every family in Ohio that is unmarried should not have its beginnings in court. I don't advocate for that. You are putting legislation in your life, in your child's life, who could be nine months. You're going to have 20 years of this mess. And people are going to grow. People are going to learn. More girlfriends on this side are going to come in the picture. More boyfriends on that side are going to come in the picture. And you're going to run to court every three or four years because someone's not paying this, because someone has done that. This is not, this floods our legislative processes. These are regular things that happen in people's lives that now have 
have blown up to be you and you alone are a bad parent because you cannot stay out of the court system. And what I'm saying to you is do not believe that. You are not alone. You are not an anomaly. This is happening in every state, in every city, in every county. And it is funded through federal earmarkers with family courts hiding behind legislation and laws and cases with no checkpoints and without some kind of watchdog in their life to hold them accountable. The basic law, the basic laws in Ohio states that a father is not the father until he goes to court and proves paternity. If this man wants access to some newborn child and he's just a child, granted people have children Before the age of 18, unfortunately, it happens. It's a huge percent of our populace. Then this this child, this boy child, this gender male boy child now has to get his parents involved just to see his child. This This is a regular, everyday law. You're going to have to pay county court, clerk, whatever fees are associated with it. And if she doesn't show up, You're going to have to have her served. Those are more dollars. And if she still decides not to show up, if it gets complex, you're going to need an attorney. And the judge is going to be PO'd. This is every unmarried couple in Ohio. This is a regular law. And I want to try to normalize family court, number one, And I want to normalize that every parent and grandparent and adult, and if you have children as young adults, you too, need to begin to normalize the fact that you have to keep up with legislation in your county and in your state. And they are federally funded. They have more money than you do. Your money will run out. If your money runs out, then you need to go to texaslegislation.learn-edu.org and click on services so that you can have some advocation and some support. And I'll put that link on our blog spot as well. And that blog spot is texashealthyfamilies.blogspot.com. You can go there. Even if it's not Texas, we will work with you. We just started in Texas. And and I don't want to change the name of, I might have to change the name of the websites. I might might have to just because I want to keep it in, um, I want want to kind of keep everything lined up in what we're promoting and what we advocate for. So we'll make, I'll bring that up to the board. We'll make that decision at some formal point. This is us being grassroots and trying to get it together. Stay with us. I really want families to to understand that 
that you should not make decisions based on public shaming. So there's two ways that we advocate for families at Healthy Families First. We advocate for families in the way of legislation and in the way of communication, recovery, meaning after legislation, after that two-year battle, if you don't have open communication with your children on a regular basis or as much as you'd like, then we teach parents how to recover from that. We have other platforms that we use like Spreaker.com. We're in Google Podcasts. You're going to have to Google, I think it's Dr. Raquel Lea and then Healthy Families First. We're in Spotify. Um, we've submitted to iHeartRadio. We should hear back any day now. And it's going to be a little scattered until we have an app, which we are customizing at this time. We want parents to have an opportunity to have information and understand that legislation will make it will persecute you and publicly shame you and make you feel as though it's you and only you. I said in our Spreaker.com episodes, we have about maybe 45 episodes there. I said on that platform that if you include the judge, and in most of these cases that um, are fought by one side or the other side, most of those cases are going to be at least typically nine months and change judges at least once. So by the time your case is over, you have two judges, not one. You have your attorney and their attorney. That's four. You have you and them. That's six. Whatever witnesses you have, let's say you have two. Let's say they have two. That's 10. And then you have, quote unquote, a third party, which would be the ad litem, which is the child's attorney. That's 11 people. And then you have openly um, an investigation by investigators that's uh, from Child Protective Services, you have the caseworker, their supervisor, and then their supervisor, supervisor who makes statements and comments. That those are when you add those people, the staff that just comes with the department, that's now 15 people commonly, just commonly in your case. Your case is usually heard in front of other people waiting to hear their cases. So you may have 15 to 20 people behind you listening to your case. You have 35 people in your case. And if things aren't going your way, you are being publicly humiliated, ridiculed, ashamed, and alone. Just as a human being, you can't take it. And you would probably walk away. Not because you don't love your children, not because you don't love your child, but because the stress and the pressure of that and work and CPS does call your job. Family services will call your job and they will call your in-laws. They will call your aunts, uncles, and whomever else to get you to concede to their policy and limit you. Oh, just because they don't like you. Why don't they like you? I don't know. During a visitation, you rolled your eyes. You seemed flustered. You seemed nervous with a twitch. You stutter. 
Oh, I don't like his race, color, creed. I don't like who he's sleeping with. Oh, well, they're lesbian and gay. Take your pick. You have 35 people now judging you to sway which way the wind goes. And people say, well, there may have been, what did you do? There's some allegations. There's always allegations. There's always proof. Policy means that they can always find proof. I'll give you an example. Why would you limit a father from seeing his child because he doesn't have a court order? He must be a bad person. Well, what Ohio is saying is, yes, you are a bad person until you come before me and pay my fees and get on child support. And I'm going to talk to you about having premarital sex. So, yes, I deem you as a bad person until you come and see me face to face. What I'm saying to you is that you are now charged and litigated against. I want, again, to normalize the judicial system in your life so that you do not feel alone. You do not feel as though this struggle is something that you have done. These patterns and laws and the system and bureaucracy was in place, ready for you when you arrived. And you were going to arrive because you're a human being and you procreate. And even if you don't procreate, if you have a spouse, they procreate. And if they have children, somehow children are going to come into the market. Let's take a quick break for 90 seconds. I'm your host, Dr. Raquel Lea. As a nonprofit doing the most good, The Breaking Generational Curses series and Healthy Families First is promoting healthy parent-child relationships when there is a kinship split. No communication, no awareness, no occasional meetings, no nothing. And our intent is an information hub for parents to approach healing and recovery in safe spaces. Our broadcast will be featured in 47 countries and all USA podcast panels. Stay tuned for an open call to beta testers, listeners, sign-ups, and support. And again, thank you for listening. Visit CIDFUND.org. That's CIDFUND.org. As an NGO, the Cognitive Institute of Dallas and Technology is a nonprofit active in education, philanthropy, and other areas to affect change according to objectives in cybersecurity. While they support a format for vendors to offer courses, more often hosted events require organizational sponsorship and planning. Included is a suite of interactive learning tools for stimulating scenarios such as cyber attacks. They offer software development, security courses for professionals and CE units. Visit their website today.
Thank you for tuning in and thank you for staying <laughs> for this third half of Healthy Families First. Um, I do want to say <clears throat> that we are still grassroots, even though we're doing this for the third time. I, I am very limited. As the host, I'm limited on how much I can be stretched. So if you want to see more coordination and more thoughts <laughs> faster, then become a Patreon, become a patron, go to patreon.com slash healthy families first and give. You can give as little as $3. You can give as much as $500 a month and commit to that for the year. Let it be drawn out of your checking account so that you don't even think about it and look at the resources that we have. Get involved with some of the parents, talk to some of the parents and see what they're going through so that you can be, we want to get you connected. We want you to feel as though you're not alone. Now for those parents, for those people that say, you know what, I don't have time, I'll give, or you know what, I just want to um, do something else and I don't know what else it is. You can call or email Camille at learn-edu.org, Camille at learn-edu.org and say, Camille, hey, we'd like to volunteer. I'd like to volunteer such and such amount of hours a month. I think this is a good purpose and cause. You also can take the time and purchase a magazine for $6.99 a month. You can go to healthyfamiliesfirst.learn-edu.org. It's on our show page. It's on our home page. You can order a magazine. You can order it by the month. You can order it by the year. You can get involved as a patron and listener. You can, you can email Camille and volunteer. So what I'm saying is, I don't want to hear any complaints. <laughs> I don't want to get an email saying how we could do better. If I'm telling you that we need your help and you, we need your resources and your level of expertise, there's something we can help you do that we can get you plugged in this way we can get you plugged in that way I don't want to have any conversation before 2020 <laughs> about coordination any complaints I don't want to hear it any listener that is not giving on some level that has a complaint on how we're doing it <laughs> not until you get involved so as as citizens, there is a saying that you may not be familiar with that um, you fall into this category as a citizen. And if you've had any kind of court proceeding that included a child, this phrase was used in your paperwork. And the phrase is, quote, in the best interest of, close quote. So that's a protective phrase that you have that is lent to you as a patron of this great country, as great as it is, as, as flawed as it is, we are a developed country, one of 17, and we are a superpower, one of four one of three, and we are better, quicker, faster than the four or three that are out there. So here you have in the best interest of, that is your right to protect your children, 
the phrase is somewhere on the first page of your paperwork and maybe sprinkled in the middle. Sometimes it's in the upper left, in the best interest of children, and then it'll state the children, in the best interest of the child, and then it'll state the child. You get that phrase. Now, whether you like your state or not, whether you like what happens in your state or not, is almost irrelevant. You know what? Let me... Because I believe people are going to start calling about this. Let me just Google um, real quick what our phone number is because I want to be sure um, that you have, no matter what state you're in, you have the opportunity to get connected. We have We have some dollars that we spend for families who are working toward um, getting their children back. So they may have some kind of court proceeding where they are limited and they don't like the way court went. So our page is um, learn-edu.org and that page changes all the time. The premise of our show is always to catch you up in your state, in your area, in your county, and help you learn what's going on. So if you ever want to find out where we are and what we're doing, you can stay active on learn-edu.org. Sometimes it'll change, sometimes it won't. But the phone number is 214-307-25. Let me start again. The phone number is 214 214- Three zero seven two three five one. Now, here's why I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you this phone number. You're going to have to leave a message because there is a fight for families, and I don't want to miss you understanding what services are out there. And we advocate in Texas that that's where our home offices are. However, that doesn't mean that we don't work with the other states. We do work with the other states. We have resources in the other states and attorneys that we send you to for the other states. I want you to understand that even if you call us for a resource for an attorney and we'll pay some of those fees for you, that it's still money you probably don't have because family court is sponsored by the federal government. And when things don't go your way, the best thing to do, and I, and I know you don't want to, to understand that. I know you don't want to hear this is, um, move to the side to fight another day out. Your rights are going to be limited and you don't want them to limit them down so much that you can't fight another battle. So we will help you take your case all the way to the Supreme court. We have federal judges that from time to time have given us some advice (laughs) and we will help you with the Supreme Court consultation and service. We will help you with federal civil rights and statutes uh, on your constitutional rights. We will help guide you in legislative consultation, public notice announcements. Um, We will help you stay stay in touch with favorability management and how to to keep watch of what's going on in your area. And we'll help you put together 
some kind of uh, civil procedures, whether that is a petition, signature collection, legislative letter, a crowd petition, whether it's media consultation. Um, I always tell people that deal with family protective services, you have ha- you have to have a Facebook page with a lot of people on it. <clears throat> CPS and family court and the guardian at litem, those attorneys, the DA's office are afraid of people. And so we help you petition and get people together. So we'll start looking at those things and we'll talk about, we will, we will end next series talking about immigration law, a little bit more about Ohio and more about the services that we offer. You leave a phone, you leave a message because she's not going to pick up the phone because she's a volunteer and she has kids. So don't expect just this full staff that that's going to answer the phone every time you call. I am telling you right now, unless you, you support us, people like you, just common people doing good and doing the right thing, I am not going to beg you for your $3, (laughs) but if you want to give it because you see that, hey, this is a good cost to give it to, then do. Because every time you give, then we can then support and put that into some fixed costs that we have. And then someone will answer the phone. So the phone number again is 214-307-2351. Okay, so wrap up. Here's here's what we did. If you didn't listen to the last episode, you may want to listen to it because I really got into how um, the whole state of Ohio <laughs> has gotten in trouble with the federal government who gives them federal dollars. And the whole state got in trouble regarding how they run family services. And they were ticketed and tagged and fined. You need to know that. You need to know that if you go into court, it might not be you. There's a probability that that it's not. It doesn't mean you're going to win, but you need to have a plan. And to just go in there haphazardly just to see what happens, trust me, they have a plan for you. They know if your case is going to last three months, what they're going to do. They they ha- they have a format. If your case is going to last six months, here's what they're going to do. If your case is going to last nine months, here they, here's what they're going to do. You are a paper mill coming in and going out. And when you go to court and see the masses of people that pay for parking, that have to go through the... What do you call those things that you go through to make sure you don't have a gun? Go through that. You're standing in line 15 and 20 minutes just to go through that process. Then you're packing yourself like a sardine trying to get through the the elevator or the stairs. There's 30 of y'all in the elevator. There's 30 of y'all on the stairs. Then you finally sit down and everybody's got to scoot over because you're packed in like sardines. By the time they, they call your case, they know exactly what they're going to do. And they're doing it to you. They're doing it to everybody you were on the staircase with. They're doing it to the people you were in the elevator with, that you use the restroom with, that you're sitting in the court pews with, that you're the people that you park next to them. They park next to you. If you caught the bus, all of y'all together. And that's just for that day in court. They do this Monday through for any day that ends in Y. They're doing this. 
They're sending out paperwork, having people served. Trust me, you are a staple. You are a, a piece of paper in the paper mill that is being processed. And so you have to be able to get off that merry-go-round, come up with some plan of action yourself, because this is on behalf of your children. This is your legacy. I've given you research to do, to start looking at how legislation works with earmarks and with, and I use chemical safety as an example, that the government's not necessarily interested in your alone human rights at your IP address. They're not interested in that. They're not necessarily interested in your fetus because if they were, then BPA would not be a chemical that's produced in America today. We, w- we would not have this late. That, that wouldn't be there. So no, abortion rights and laws are not about fetuses. Doesn't have anything to do with fetuses. Now, what it has to do with, guess what? I'm not a constitutional wizard. I don't sit on the Supreme Court and I can't answer that question right now for you today. What I can say is I've given you enough evidence to know that if you have a family court situation, a legal situation, that you go in there and you come out devastated, alone and haunting. And even if you win, one day I'll talk about what the winners actually get. And so the winners are not going to feel like they actually won. They're going to feel like they were used over time for their finances, for their case number, or whatever you want to call it. So I am Dr. Raquel Lea. You are listening to Healthy Families First. And thank you so much for tuning in. So this is where our journey must end. And saying good evening and goodbye to you today does not mean that you don't get another opportunity to impact your generation, legislation, and effective change in your kinship and relationship with your child or your children. And as always, the vision of our broadcast is incomplex that you consider, catch, check out and cradle simple approaches to parenting and communication. And we are here to help support. And in kind, your generosity helps parents' liberties and freedoms from constraint to guide and parent their children and grandchildren in safe and healthy places. Won't you become a patron today? Visit our supporters page at patreon.com slash Healthy Families First.